right, this is our last criminal law episode. It's crazy, end of the semester, and actually the final test is already done. I'm just really here, updating the last episodes, updating the last bit of the outline, and then it's off to winter break. Almost feels like a summer break, though, because it's going to be a full month before school starts again. Anyways, this episode is all about accomplice liability, how it works, what it is, etc., etc., and how the rules function. So what is accomplice liability? In State versus Hustle Team, we learned that a person is an accomplice who associates themselves with the activity of another person and can therefore share in the criminal intent. The elements of accomplice liability include, first, giving assistance or aid to the crime, or they fail to perform a legal duty to prevent that crime, and second, they do so with the intent to have the crime committed. To prove that somebody is an accomplice, of course, you need to meet the mens rea and the actus reus intent, uh, well, the actus reus of the crime. For the actus reus part, first, they need to give assistance or encouragement or fail to perform the duty. So that's the first. And then the mens rea, the second element, is a dual intent thing. So first of all, they need to intend to aid the crime, and second of all, they need to intend to commit the crime. In Riley versus State, we actually learn, and Riley versus State is kind of a complex case, but we learned that a person needs to act purposeful for their conduct, and then you follow what the law says for the mens rea required for that result. So, in other words, you need to intend to be an accomplice, pretty much, and then whatever the mens rea is, you need to have that. So, intend to be an accomplice, reckless to the result. Intend to be an accomplice, negligent to the result. Intend to be an accomplice, knowing to the result. So, all those things can work, and that's the dual intent of accomplice liability. But there are three rules for accomplice liability. Uh, first, we have in state VVT. Our first rule is that passive behavior is not enough to sustain a conviction. There must be some affirmative act. In this case, uh, the defendants were caught on camera, a stolen camera, and it, he was just standing around. So was he an accomplice to the theft of the camera? Well, you can't prove that because all he was doing was passive behavior, and you need to show that there was an affirmative act. In People v. Genoa, we learned the second rule, and that's the state must show that the crime was committed by an accomplice, so the crime needs to be committed. And the third rule in the United States v. Lopez is that if the principal is justified in their defense, well, then the accomplice cannot be guilty, and that's because it's a societal good uh, justification is a good thing, and if a person is justified, you don't want to hold somebody guilty of accomplice for doing a good thing. But if the principal is excused, there's still a societal wrong that has gone on, and the accomplice can still be guilty if the accomplice doesn't have their own defense that really keeps them from being an accomplice. So that's just summing it up, accomplice liability, 
The actus reus is to give assistance or encouragement. The mens rea is a dual intent, intent to aid, and the intent to commit the crime. And that intent is purposeful to the conduct, and whatever it is the law says to the result. Our three rules are first, passive behavior is not enough. Second, a crime must be committed. And third, if a defendant, if the principal, meaning the person who started it, is justified in their defense, the accomplice can not be guilty. And that is the end of criminal law, the end of our semester. Good luck, and we'll see you shortly. I guess talk to you shortly. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Law Schoolers. Before I let you go, there are four things I want to say. The first thing is if you enjoyed these episodes and if you enjoyed the website, I would invite you to go and join Law Schoolers Pro. And you can do that by going to lawschoolers.com slash join. It's a way for you to support us, but there's also a lot of features there that I think you will enjoy. Second thing is that nearly all of our episodes are unedited. The only ones that aren't are pre-law materials. And the reason for that is so you can actually see the legal material in its raw form as I'm learning it as well. The third thing is that the information contained in these episodes are specifically only for educational purposes. They're not to be used as legal advice. And with that, the fourth thing is if it is used as legal advice, we are not liable. That is, law schoolers is not liable for any legal outcomes. Thank you again for enjoying the show. Have a good one.